Thank you, Junior, for that story of reminding us of the value of investing in our kids and our grandkids spiritually for whatever God might have for their lives. And uh, as we continue, uh, there's been a logo that has been a part of our community uh, that has marked each of those seasons, as you saw in the video. It's been fun to look back and see God's faithfulness during different seasons. And so in the same way as we enter into this next season of life at Hillcrest, uh, we are looking forward to seeing this symbol reflect uh, God's work at Hillcrest in and around our community. And, And you might be looking at that symbol going, what in the world does that even look like? Well, I'm here to tell you a little bit about what it is that at the very center, there's an H. That that H simply represents Hillcrest. That at the center, that the church gathers on a Sunday. That the church gathers, not the building being the church, but the people of God, that H, Hillcrest, the people of God gathering. And then out from that H, you could see two arrows flowing out from that H. What does that mean? That actually from the inside of Hillcrest out, from the inside of our lives out, there's a movement taking place both in our spiritual transformation and in the way we interact with those around us and reflect this joy that we find in Jesus. And then you can see that those arrows end with a point, that it doesn't just stop and end, but those arrows actually have a point. What's the point? That the circle continues not just to Judea and Jerusalem, but actually to the ends of the earth, that we love sending global partners all across the world to impact this world with the same core values that we embody here at Hillcrest. And so, and so as we continue, here's what I've seen about this community. I felt like I've spent the past year just learning and getting to know who we are. And, and what I continually hear Uh, of who we are and who we want to be, that we want to create an adaptable, innovative, and compelling community which engages Dane County with a joyful passion and urgency in this missionary task God has given each one of us at Hillcrest. So pray with me as, as we unpack a little bit of where God is taking us in the years ahead. And then over the next three weeks, we're going to look at one one of those components. So we're going to do a big picture look, uh, and then over the next three weeks, in person, Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. on our lawn, we're going to pack one of those ideas at a time. So pray with me as we, as we jump in. God, you're so good. Thank you for the work you have done at Hillcrest and your faithfulness that we've seen demonstrated even over this service, the faithfulness that you've demonstrated to us in this community, that your hand has always been on us and we ask and we pray and we beg that that not change, but instead you continue to show your faithfulness and your grace in our lives. So reveal yourself this morning as we look ahead to where you're taking us as a community. Thank you, Jesus, for your glory, we pray. Amen. Amen. So one of the questions you might be asking is, David, why change? What's wrong with the language we have now that would require us to shift gears and change language? Here's here's how it makes sense to us. As we've had some conversations with elders and staff, we've, we've seen our statement as true. 
that we've seen our statement as one we do not want to change at the essence of what it means, but there's been a few ideas that, that we feel like we want to come up with with new words to communicate more of who we are. That one, we love the idea of glorifying God to make disciples of all nations. That's true, hallelujah, amen. But sometimes that language could feel too lofty and unattainable. Hear me say, I love the language of glorifying God. I love the language of discipleship. But what does that mean? We wanna come up with clear words to communicate what we mean by those words. Second, when we hear the word all nations, we understand America is actually one of those nations. But sometimes when we hear the word all nations, it could feel limited to global. We want to come up with language that speaks to our nation and the need that exists here locally as well as globally. And then third, it felt like that was a big statement to get your hands around. For me, sometimes I'm overwhelmed by the need existing all around us. That, that I see the stats and the need that exists globally in our state, in our neighborhoods. I'm overwhelmed and I don't often know where to start. We think of racism that we've been hearing about all over the news. How do I get my hands around stopping that massive of an idea? Human trafficking is rampant. How do I get my hands around that massive of a need? Poverty, homelessness, food, clean water globally. How do I get my hands around this? Greed, pride, fear. How do I get my hands around the need of depression and anxiety and suicide? Here's our conviction. Our statement may have felt so big, we want to make it more intimate and see that there's something for each one of us to step into in a real way. Second, in our vision statement, we desire to connect, grow, and serve, which again, hear me say, is valuable. But we felt that could be limiting to internal, as we increasingly want to be a community that's growing together and impacting the world around us. So, so here's some of the language that we are now moving into. And when we use the word mission and vision language, here's how we're using it. We're using the word mission to say, who are we? A phrase in one sentence describing the reason we exist as a community. And as we wrestled, as we prayed, as we talked to staff, elders, and ministry leaders, here's the language that helped capture those three obstacles we were trying to solve that we actually want to become people, helping people find life with Jesus, one life at a time. That we want to be people, helping people find life with Jesus, one life at a time. That's who we are. And so I just want to pull that apart in three ways. There's three ideas embedded within that mission statement. That we are people helping people, that feels like sometimes in mission statements, it's an organizational goal rather than an individual within that community. And sometimes it feels like it's something for a big group to do. What we wanted to say was actually finding ourselves within that. This isn't Hillcrest as some organization. This is actually Hillcrest as the people of God helping people. And that help could come in a myriad of ways, whether that's bringing cookies or brownies to a neighbor next door, whether that's visiting someone in the hospital bed, 
whether that's actually supporting someone with real tangible needs or sitting down around a fire, roasting marshmallows and talking about some significant spiritual things. Walking with someone in the midst of their marriage complexities, helping someone navigate some challenges with their kids at home, young or old, or walking with an adult as they watch their aging parent in, uh, in hospice care. We want to be people helping people. And amidst of all the help we're providing, there's one fundamental idea that we actually believe rises above the others, and that's actually helping people find life with Jesus. Because it feels to me as I look around our culture, people are chasing empty wells all over the place. That I think of the young mom, single mom or dad, who's trying to raise their kids and just feeling overwhelmed and beaten up by, by their experience, whatever resulted to that single nature of them raising their kids, maybe finding themselves in an abusive relationship. They're looking for life, and I think of the young families in our community who graduated from the UW and now are buying a home, buying a car, raising kids, and yet the things that they thought provided life ended up being limiting, and they're still looking for something else to provide that life. I think of a family who's watched their kids grow up and leave the home, and now the husband and wife is looking at each other going, isn't there more to this? Because they were so consumed in raising their kids that they forgot about anything else, and that was what drove their family. Or the person who was so career-driven that gets to the end of the career, gets their gold watch, ends their season, looks at retirement and is bored out of their mind, thinking there's got to be more than collecting seashells. I love this quote from Jesus speaking about what is offered through life in him. Jesus says this in Matthew 13, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up and then in his joy goes and sells all he has to buy that field. People searching empty wells looking for life and Jesus says there is more joy in life in relationship with me. John says this in one of his letters, 1 John 5, 11 to 12, and this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life, not just a get out of jail free card, not just a get out of hell free card, but actually this life is in his son. Whoever has the son has life and whoever does not have the son does not have life. There's more complexity to searching these empty wells than just coming to the end of your life and thinking you've wasted it. John tells us there's more to seeing life with Jesus than just going, ah, there's other good options out there. He actually says eternity is on the line. That if you have the son, you have life both in this life and the next but if you don't find life in the sun, you've missed it, not just in this life, but in the next. And I look around our community, a stat that I read most recently, 18 to 24-year-olds right now, some that you would think are in the prime of their life, figuring it all out, the world is their oyster, whatever they want is ahead of them. In the past 30 days, there was a stat one in four 18 to 24-year-olds are seriously considering taking their life. <sighs> 
that we're looking around this world and we're finding empty wells to try and fill that void. Hillcrest wants to be about people helping people find life with Jesus. Psalm 1611 says this, God, you make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. I don't want to just be offered 99% happiness in this life. I want full joy. I want full joy for forevermore. That at Hillcrest, we want to be people, helping people find life with Jesus. How? How's that happen? How's that take place? I could get overwhelmed with the need. Andy Stanley says it best. I think he says, do for one what you wished you could do for many. At Hillcrest, we are people helping people find life with Jesus, one life at a time. That I feel overwhelmed and inundated by the need that exists all around me. I don't often know where to start. Here's the conviction. Do for one what you wished you could do for many as we point people to find life with Jesus. So that's who we are But I also believe sometimes when I'm spinning plates, I don't often lift my head to see where we're going. For us, we wanted to clarify that directionality and the vision of where we are heading. And so a a clear, long-term desired change we want to see is this, that we are passionate. Connect, grow, and serve, very true. But it could feel like it's limited to us, connecting, growing, and serving each other. I, don't, I know that's not true of what the language was intended, but it could communicate that. We wanted to be more clear about what we meant about serving others. Here's, what we, here's where we arrived, that we are passionate about inspiring multi-generational communities towards a lifetime of following Jesus, building community, and seeking transformation, that we are passionate about inspiring multi-generational communities, not just age and stage, because I get comfortable I get comfortable with my little peer group that we have it all figured out that, man, whatever trends are relevant today, whatever songs are relevant today, that's what it's about. Instead, I think there's great things to be learned in a multi-generational community where I'm learning for young and old growing together in this spiritual family towards a lifetime. Till Jesus returns or he calls us home, there is a vision and direction for where Hillcrest wants to be, and it's predicated on three primary ideas that we want to be about following Jesus, building community, and seeking transformation in our homes, neighborhoods, and world. And those three ideas, those three anchors, those three activities provide some clarity and directionality for how we get there. So here's our hope. We wanted to create an alignment of our language that spoke to moving away from spiritual consumerism, where I'm looking for the next thing to fill, be filled with as a spiritual consumer and move towards a map of taking my next step in this spiritual journey. And so that language actually becomes a very clear map of how we operate around here at Hillcrest in moving from following Jesus to an intimate community where we're growing together and then passionately seeking the transformation in our homes, neighborhoods, and world. So how do we get from here to there? 
here's the language that we are going to begin to move into. That we're actually moving from this menu to a map where we align those three ideas in a directionality of taking our next step wherever we find ourselves on this spiritual journey. Because here's the challenge. Sometimes when I walk through the doors of the church or enter into a community, I could feel like I don't belong. That I feel like this place isn't for me because I don't know where I fit. These people feel so far ahead of me. Rather, rather, we actually believe we all have room to grow somewhere along this map. That at some point, we actually enter into this relationship of following Jesus. And that doesn't end, but actually we learn more about what it means to be a part of this spiritual family. But if I just park my butt in a pew for 30 years or a small group, we don't actually think that's the end of the Christian life. Rather, the Christian life can't help but overflow into the lives of those around us. And so over the next three weeks, on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m., out on the lawn, put your name in the sign of genius, because each week... We want to take one of these ideas, but I want to give you a little bird's eye view of what we mean when we talk about this alignment of menu to map. So following Jesus, we think there is a value that we at Hillcrest collectively leverage our energy for the sake of the community and invite people into this journey of following Jesus. That we collectively use our energy towards focused large group events to attract people into this loving community. You might be familiar with some of those things that we do. It's called Triple Treat, where we intentionally gather together to leverage our collective influence for the sake of the community. I look forward to coming up with continued creative ideas on how we can best be Jesus into the community and invite people into this lifelong journey of following him. We've done something called Family Connect. We want to be more blatant about what we mean by that shifting it to be called family nights. That families of all ages and stages come together for, for a night of being together with other Hillcrest families, having a meal together, doing an activity together, sharing life together. That we're actually leveraging our collective time to be invested in families in this community. And then one of my favorite things, leveraging our collective influence and energy towards a very specific demographic, namely those tired young moms who just want a hot meal. Now, it might look a little different in COVID. I'm so thankful for Beth Foss and her energy and her leadership team for creatively figuring out what it looks like to continue to engage in mothers of preschoolers, mothers of preschoolers during this time. But if that's where it stops, we've missed out. We actually think there's a movement from following Jesus and, and we gather here on Sundays in a building or out on the lawn for what? Inspirational worship focused on this Jesus that we want to saturate our life more and see the power of his word impact our lives more fully. That we want to be centered in the text consistently. What does that look like? It looks like Sunday morning worship. It looks like students and kids activities that happen around here. It looks like our men's and women's community that gather together as gender-specific groups growing together. It looks like our older adults hanging together, brown bag lunches, and future adult classes that we do around here because we want to gather as the body in those larger communities as a connection, as a reflection of our connection around Hillcrest. But we think there's more. That there's a limit to men's ministry. What's that limit? 
that there's no women there. That we think women's Bible studies are a great thing. And if you're not jumping in one this fall, I think you're missing out. But we think women's ministry is missing something. What are they missing? Men. I love our older adult community. I love it. I love just being with those guys. But what are they missing? Younger life. That we actually think the spiritual family, this multi-generational family can learn and grow together, not just in age and stage and gender specific, but actually together. Families are dying on the vine. We look around our culture and this, this gender fluidity is wrecking us. That we no longer even know what the difference between a man and a woman is. People entering in relationships, looking for something that that relationship can't ultimately provide. And so they think, they think by running out of that relationship, they're going to figure it out. We want to disciple families for the long term. Not just biological, but actually the spiritual family of all ages and stages and genders male and female. And then, what would that look like? Looks like life groups. Looks like joining a ministry team around here. And then, the journey doesn't just start with following Jesus and stop. It becomes part of a spiritual family. But then you don't just park your butt in a seat for 30 years. Instead, you can't help but want to seek the transformation of the world around us where we believe we want to develop and empower and release leaders, not just globally, but actually locally, to come up with strategies on how to deploy our people more fully into local mobilization. Our All Nations partners, oh, they are a gift to us. We just, we just got to release one of our homegrown missionaries out to Duluth. What a gift. HOP, Honduran Orphan Ministry, is a beautiful ministry that I look forward to seeing how we can uh, share more of what God's doing in that Honduran orphan ministry. And then I, I can't wait to see more of what local mobilization is going to look like as we seek transformation in our homes, neighborhoods, and worlds. That Hillcrest, we want to be people helping people find life with Jesus one life at a time. And that we actually are headed and passionate about inspiring multi-generational communities towards a lifetime of those three primary activities. But what maybe you didn't catch earlier, that it wasn't just community singular, but communities plural. Why? That we actually believe this gospel of Jesus and life in his name is too good not to be shared. That 30 years ago, we were a church plant of someone who had a heart and a passion to see the gospel saturate Oregon. That we actually think Hillcrest is passionate about inspiring multi-generational communities, plural. You can hear churches. That we get excited about seeing more Bible churches planted. There needs to be more, not fewer, Bible churches across Southern Dane County. Because there's thousands of families that are searching empty wells, looking for hope and significance in life and finding it wanting. They need a community in their life helping them see that there's something so much better that this world has. And that person is Jesus. So pray with me as we end with worship. God, you're so good. What a gift 
to be planted in this community. What a gift to be in this spiritual family. Continue to help us see you more clearly, to experience you more fully, and to pray expectantly for what you have for this community far beyond our lifetimes. Thank you, Jesus, for your glory we pray. Amen.